It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. For the next few moments, we are going to have a conversation about uh, a, a disorder which has come up. It's been reported by the CDC that it has received about 792 confirmed cases of a rare condition linked to COVID-19. This condition is called multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. And it has been associated with 16 deaths. It's been reported in 42 states. Uh, New York City and Washington, D.C. were the most recent to, to add reported cases to the list. And it's a difficult thing to understand. But uh, you heard me use that word rare. It is very rare. As this conversation uh as we have this conversation, I'm going to speak to, in just a moment, uh, Dr. Marion Bishop, an ER doctor uh, who works in northern Utah. She's aware of this disorder uh, and is going to help us understand it. But the, the point I want to drive home is that this is rare. It is so rare that the highest of likelihoods is that uh, you and your children, you're not going to witness this. But uh, as it is new and it is something uh, that is, in fact, a reality for, for a very small number of individuals, children in particularly, uh, it's important to know these details. And so I just want to stress this. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you. I just want you to know that there is uh, a unique and rare complication right now uh, being associated with the, the coronavirus. So joining me now, uh, a good friend of the program, Dr. Marion Bishop. Doctor, how are you? I'm doing well today. I'm 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 honored to be thought a friend of the program. That's nice of you. Well, no, you, you've you've been incredibly kind, sharing your both personal experiences and your professional observations. Calling on you again to to give some uh, some professional knowledge here to us. Uh, let me just first out ask you: What is this multi-system inflammatory sy- syndrome in children? Uh, MISC. Yeah. So it, you're absolutely right. It's it's rare, and I I like the way you framed it. Uh, Sometimes as an ER doctor, I say to people, you know, part of my job is to tell you what I think will probably happen, and part of my job is to tell you what you should watch out for. And this is, a, this is an uncommon but a watch out for kind of deal. And it, so it's a, it's a complication associated with COVID. It, it, it happens in a very small number of children who have either had COVID and then recovered and then go on to, dis- to develop symptoms of this syndrome. Or it's also been known to happen in some children that were not known to have COVID, but then when they come down with symptoms of this, uh, this other syndrome, they test them and realize they have antibodies and that these kids have just been asymptomatic. So the, 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 the kids to worry about would be, you know, children who've, you know, recovered from COVID. So if, if, if you have a kid like that, like to keep an eye on things, or if your family um, or a friend has had COVID, um, I would probably also watch my children in that setting as well. Uh, if, I, if I had a kid who hadn't been sick, I just want to keep an eye out for them. And, and what are we looking out for? What, what, what's a symptom yeah. of this MISC? Yeah. So it's called multi-organ system syndrome because it's, you know, last week we talked about inflammation, like the virus itself, the, the pathogen causes certain problems. But then it also sets up this inflammatory or irritated process in the body. And this particular syndrome can affect multiple organs in the body. It can affect the heart. It can affect the lungs. 
but it can also affect things like the skin and the eyes and the kidneys and the liver. Um, and so children who have this, um, they get a profound fever, like a, a very significant fever, like uh, over 100, it lasts for a couple of days. It's not, it's not an afternoon of feeling kind of puny. It's, it, it's a fever that won't go away. Um, these kids have usually vomiting and diarrhea. Uh, they may have a rash. Um, their eyes may look bloodshot or like they have pink eye. Um, they might also complain of chest tightness um, or, or pain in the chest because one of the scary things that this disease does is it, uh, it causes inflammation and affects the heart. What should parents be be watching out for? Uh, the, the symptoms you described, and then uh, I guess I have to ask: Should parents be concerned about this? You know, I think it's more like uh, you know, I, I I ought to watch out for it. Like you know, should I should I you know stop my kid from playing a sport because a very small number of children are injured playing in that sport? That's a parent. That's a decision that parents have to make all the time. But you know, it, um, it, at the same time, well. You know, my child is playing that sport. I'm trying to think of a metaphor. While my child is playing that sport, I'll watch out for that injury, right? Yeah, yeah. Kids, kids blow their knees out all the time skiing. Is it a reason not to ski? No. But should I pay attention to my kid if they start talking about knee pain? Absolutely. It's, it's that kind of thing. You know, if, if, you're, if your family has, you know, if someone in the family had COVID and you've all recovered and you're doing well and all of a sudden you have a child that has a fever that has kind of come out of nowhere and starts with a lot of vomiting, like I would call the pediatrician. And and part of the reason to just keep this on your kind of level of awareness, just to watch for it, is because it's a disease that to be treated accurately, a, a child really needs to be in the hospital. Um, to, to, to fight that inflammatory response, um, you need things like aspirin and like steroids, like we talked about last week. But also they, they are treating it with a really powerful um, IV medicine called IVIG, which stands for intravenous immunoglobulin which is uh, immunoglobulins or antibodies. So they're the things that help us fight disease. And they give a child a big IV slug of antibodies that have been collected from other healthy players and uh, other healthy people. And uh, then that kind of helps the child combat the illness. And most of these children, when they get to the hospital in time um, and have these uh, and can have these treatments, do quite well. Um, but you just... The, the biggest complication from it is, is heart failure. The inflammation sets up in the heart, and the heart just stops working as well. And th- that can cause long-term problems, and it, it can also cause, you know, short-term, you know, really scary issues. And so, you know, if you're, if, if that, that's why parents just need to have this on their radar as something to watch out for. I just want to reiterate, uh, we're talking about this uh, this scary complication that can arise and has been observed to be associated with the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, but rare, very rare. In fact, the, the, the reason we're talking about this comes from a report by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention saying that it's received reports of 792 confirmed cases of this associated with uh, 16 deaths across the country. So uh, the likelihood, you know, if you're basing your likelihood uh, guesstimates on numbers, uh, which I recommend you do always, uh, it is very, very low. The, the numbers uh, and the odds are in our favor. Before I let you go, how are we doing getting back to school? How are things looking uh, from the ER from your perspective? You know, I have been, um, I have been really encouraged. <laughs> I have a child in elementary school and a child who is middle school aged. And, you know, given what I've seen in the emergency room about how this disease can hurt people, um, I was scared for my kids. But I have been, you know, I listened to the governor's press conference yesterday, 
and um, the the numbers in the state are are, are going down. And there, I was very fearful that there were going to be big outbreaks, you know, when school began. My kids are just finishing their third week of school. I know they haven't started in Salt Lake County yet, but and 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 the school districts around me have been doing this modified kind of, you know, slow start. They're all wearing masks. They're social distancing. They're they're doing all of those things. And and thus far, like we're we're not out of the woods yet, and we'll have to see what happens when everyone goes back full time. But thus far, I'm encouraged. You know, if if I would love it if hand washing and social distancing and masking uh, and not going to school when you're sick could keep our children in school for the rest of the year, even for a little bit. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah. it's a hassle to wear a mask, but if it if it's protecting folks, um, I, I would be grateful. And and thus far, we haven't seen the big outbreaks that many of us feared. And that tells me that some of those precautions are working. Very good. So We'll have to leave it at that. Let that be the last word. Dr. Marion Bishop, an ER doctor practicing here in northern Utah, thank you so much for your information uh, and your knowledge on this MIS, uh, MISC and also uh, your analysis of how we're doing as we get back to school. Thanks again. Look forward to speaking to you again. Oh, thank you so much. Fingers crossed. That's the way. Uh, All right, quick break. When we return, as you well know, this is Suicide Prevention Month. We're going to be speaking with Clark Apotion. He's the chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. And the council has gotten itself involved in a great effort to limit firearms-related suicide. We'll get into those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.